Welcome to the No Picks After Dark Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. I'd like to thank all the listeners for joining me in the 2020 podcast, the No Picks After Dark Podcast. And this is the first episode I will have of this year. And I'm so, so excited to have our guest on today. I met this guy probably about two months ago at a neighborhood function. And we met, just, you know, talked, didn't know each other very well. And then about a couple weeks after that, uh, a mutual friend, neighbors in the neighborhood, uh, reached out through the media and said, hey, this guy wants to do a podcast. You know, he wants, he has questions about podcasts. And at first I'm like, come on, man. Nobody wants to talk to me about some podcasts. And uh, he did. He said he, he wanted to reach out and said, let's, let's, be, let's make it happen. Let's sit down and talk. Let's chop it up over a, a brew and get, pick your brain. And I said, okay, let's, let's do this. So without further ado, I have my neighbor, Max. How you doing, Max? I am great, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's an honor to be the first guest of the No Picks After Dark podcast in 2020. I'm a big fan. I've listened to a bunch of the episodes, and I love what you're doing. And I love the fact that I live in a neighborhood where there's a podcaster that, I, that can give me some mentorship and push me in some good directions. And now we can be colleagues. Here we go. That's what's up, man. I, hey, a number of love. I'm honored that you're on here. I mean, you do some great work in the community. Thank you. And uh, we're, we're, we'll get to all that very soon. Uh, we'll get to about what he's doing out here. It was, it's very impactful. Um, this is a little different. Uh, in 2020, I want to take a little leap in this podcast. And by doing that, most of my podcasts are friends I've known forever. This year, we're going to do a bit a little different. We're going to reach out. I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. And talk to people, you know what, that I just met. People want to talk about things that mm. I may not be familiar with. And expand my horizon also. So I appreciate it. So without further ado, Mr. Max, give people a little background about yourself. Uh, just you know, let them know who you are. Well, when I was about, I want to say about maybe seven or eight years old, I was sitting on my porch. I grew up in Heightsville, Maryland, PG County. And I was sitting out on my porch and I heard this, um, this rhythm, this series of sounds coming off in the distance. It sounded a little bit like this. And I was like, what is, what is that? Because you know, it's a boring summer day hot. Sounds like go-go? That's what it was. Okay, okay. So explain what go-go is for people out there who are listening from California. They're listening all from Texas, right. Colorado. What's, yeah, what's see, go-go? I, I see you have a, a listenership in L.A. That's, that's fly. I love L.A. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So um, what's go-go? So uh, go-go music is, is a music that is endemic to Washington, D.C. It's um, Chuck Brown. If you want to know about go-go, look up Chuck Brown. Um, and basically, it was also a rhythm that made its way into Prince George's County because D.C. and P.G. are like one area, basically. And uh, it was a music that caught my attention in this weird way, you know, when you're a certain age and rhythms can sort of work their way into your, your DNA. And uh, I've sort of been trying to figure out how to reproduce that rhythm my whole life. So it's my, as a beatboxer, I do beatboxing, human beatboxing, Every beatboxer has like a, a signature sound or rhythm. And I would say that is my signature rhythm. But since that time, I've looked at rhythms as a way of learning 
about the world, essentially. So I've studied rhythms now from India. I've studied rhythms from Africa, everywhere. So I guess people are probably wondering, like, What's your musical background? Were you always into music? Were you a band member in high school? Did you, like, how did you find that passion with music? Well, I missed the boat the first time. I was doing, you know, clarinet. Didn't want to practice. Didn't understand anything about that life. Um, wanted to play outside. So the second time I caught it was because of hip hop and because of, uh, because of production, music production. So my way really into music was music production on the ASRX Pro, which for you hip hop nerds out there is a machine a lot like the MPC, allows me to sample, chop, and sequence beats. And um, from there, and I got to shout out my man Unknown for that mentorship. Okay. Because, you know, every, every portal comes with a teacher. And so that was my teacher for that time. And in college was doing, you know, um, working with a group called the Anonymous Crew. That was at University of Maryland, College okay. Park. Okay, giving everybody a shout out. You know, okay. Terps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then it really got more serious around 2003. I was sort of getting out of the profession of teaching. So you were a teacher for me? Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. See, you, th you threw a little curveball, so... <laughs> You were a teacher for the kids. Mm -hmm. 2003 to 2010. What kind of teacher? Four years uh, at Duval High School. I know where that Shout is. Shout out Tigers, Greenbelt. Okay. And then uh, I worked for three years up here in Baltimore. Now, Baltimore. And then were you a music teacher at all? No. Environmental science. Wow. Yeah. I, okay. I, okay. I probably should have been teaching music, but um, you know, our lives take strange paths and I didn't study music at all in college. Really? Studied uh, environmental science, yeah. Uh, just to give you guys a, just a heads up, this man right here, I mean, we're going to get into it a little bit further, but he is like the human instrument. And mm. I'm blown away by what his sounds he makes. Uh, there's so much that's beautiful about what he, what he just comes out of his mouth, like harmonizing just the sound. And I'm going to let him explain further about it, but I just wanted to throw people out there so people knew. Thank you. I mean, the truth is sound is, yeah, sound is my path. And I think there's a lot of people in this earth who, who have found their path through sound. And, and I mean, in terms of the way that I can interact and share with other humans in the, in the deepest way that I've found is, is through sound. So um, from there. So you said, so you went, so you were in Baltimore, did teaching. Yes. And then what happens from that point on? All right. From that point on, I, I got hooked up with an organization here in Baltimore called Young Audiences of Maryland and started having the opportunity to do performances in schools. So it wasn't that huge of a change for me. I was aware of the environment. So by this time, so you're beatboxing all throughout this time? Well, honestly, I'd been doing a lot more music production. Okay. Okay. Still. Um, what type of music production so people can have a background? So when I first moved up to Baltimore, I was in Waverly. Okay. So I got to shout out my man, Blizzard. Waverly is a neighborhood in Baltimore. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> I got I to listen so they understand. True. Um, for everybody out there. And uh, so I was doing a lot of production. Really wasn't doing a lot of live performance at all. And um, working as a teacher. And so then I switched over and they were like, you need a 45 minute live performance. Wow. And I said, uh, I've done like, 
15 minute. Anyway, so I figured it out. It took me like two years and I started to get better at it. And I started to learn to connect with people on stage. And it was like a complete education in that. And um, so I'm like eight years into that now. And it's been amazing, but I'm looking at my next step now. And that's where we're here. At this very moment, 2020. In 2020, <laughs> this, is, this is why we're here, because uh, he's starting a podcast. And we're going to yep. get into that. We're going to get into that, because uh, I think this podcast will be good for a lot of people who have children, uh, mm. just because you'll know what I'm talking about a little later on. I want to give up too many spoiler alerts. So you're learning how to do a 45-minute performance, beatboxing. You have plenty of mentors out there who mm. are showing you the ropes and ways of how to do this or not? Kwame Opari. Okay. Kevin Martin. Okay. Kwame Opari, Kevin Martin, um, Gail Danley. Okay. A lot of people. When I, when I first came into the organization, it was rather small. And so there were these amazing... I mean, I was not like a seasoned performer at this point by any means. I was just like, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. I, I felt I, I I felt the instinct that it would be I would be more effective in that than I was as a classroom teacher. So <laughs> people are gonna ask now. I must yeah. tell you, my listeners they're gonna be like, all right, this guy got some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. He's nine to five. He leaves his nine to five. Mm. Are you still kept the nine to five? No. You left your nine to five. I became a subcontractor. <laughs> you know about that? I know a subcontractor is. Subcontractor. So you were subbing? No, I was... Doing other work for other, somebody else. Well, I was working with young audiences. And so they, they essentially were, are like a booking agency. Wow. But they're, they're a nonprofit. Okay. okay. And so they find ways of getting grant funding through the Maryland State Arts Council, et cetera. And then channel that through artist programs to get people in schools to honestly like address the fact that there's very little arts education going on in public schools right now that's a beautiful thing and we're not and we're not helping that necessarily like like the people that do this kind of work we are sort of like addressing an issue but what we need are art classes (laughs) and my wife's art did you know she's an art teacher oh no yeah see see the arts is every year there does she so I mean, there are schools that still have arts programs, but she does. But it's you know, amazing the distribution. I, I will say it. And, um, every year, it's always nervous because you know that's the first thing that gets cut, right, for funding. And so every right. year, you never know. That's ridiculous. If and how long has, she's at, been a teacher for how long? So you about to get me in trouble. I don't even know that, but it's long enough, long, long enough, enough, long enough. Where every year since we've been together, it's always. I don't know if I'm going to be at my school this year. Hmm. You know, because the funding's not there. And it's a shame because you're talking about the same thing that I, that I remember growing up. The arts was, oh, everybody was in music class. Everybody had art class. You know, it was always participating. Me always, too. You did all these things because they want to learn, be well-rounded student. You know, you learn, you maybe have somebody who's really gifted, who likes music. Here's music like you. Here's the tones. Here the beats. Somebody who may be a great Picasso. Mm. You don't know. We don't know. You know, Allison Walker could be a writer. You start all this stuff that, you know, People could be out there, but the arts gets cut every time. I don't know why that is. The shift in energy is so important, too. You know, I mean, just put yourself in that position of being in one room all day. Right. Not having that shift that where you can go and use your voice. I used to like going to chorus. 
I, I, that was my favorite class. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually in my church choir. Yeah. And I was in the also school choir also. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I played a mean recording. You sound like you got a good range probably from low to high. You can probably, you probably got I, like three octaves. I was all right. I was, I was, I, was, I played a mean recorder though. I was a pretty good recorder. <laughs> so now here's my question to you. Cause I'm going to ask you're at this time. Are you dating? Are you married or what's going on when you leave school system and you go, Become a subcontractor doing what you're doing. Married. Married at this time. What, is your, Still wife, married what does your wife think about that? Congratulations. But what does your wife think about you leaving? You're out. You're, you're nine to five. Good health benefits. Good government health benefits. You I know. Mean, Ooh, I mean, was she kind of in shock or was she kind of like, babe, I'm about, I'm all about it. Let's go ahead and do it. It was the latter for sure. Okay. No, we've. Uh, that's one thing. We've had, you know, like any married couple, we've had to learn a lot more about each other. Right. In the years that we've been married. But we've never had a problem supporting each other. That's beautiful That's something we've always done. That's a beautiful thing. In terms of, I mean, you know, shout out. She just opened a shop. Okay. Hey, you you want to you give a shout out with her? With Tortuga. Her? Okay. Okay. Tell them a little bit. We, we, we diverge a little bit, but go ahead. Quick Divergence is right here on Lauraville. Lauraville is in Baltimore. You know, and that's important because that's our community. That's our community. Um, Lauraville's in uh, the, another little community in Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, Northeast Baltimore, mm-hmm. off Harper Road. Bingo. And she has Tortuga. And tell her what kind of things you can get there. Jewelry, accessories, bags. Um, you're talking about items from literally from around the world. She has a lot of experience sourcing be, as working as a stylist. Shout out. So, you know. Shout out to Tortuga. Tortuga. Thank we, you for that. Please go by. We all, we supporting our people in our neighborhood. Yeah. And again, that's 2020. We're doing no picks of dark. We're going to definitely support our neighborhood mm-hmm. and our communities we live in. That's what I love. Okay. So that's what it's all about. So let's more slide back. Come back. <laughs> there we go. All right. And we talked about, she was like, you're quitting your job. You're about to be a subcontractor. Mm-hmm. The concept pay is not coming in anymore. Mm-mm. For you mentally, were you fighting with that? Was that a struggle when you first left that field and trying to get a, that paycheck nine to five or supporting your family? It, it, yes. Um, but also it was a boost to my sense of well-being to be doing something that was more natural to my general you know, skill set which in this case is like making sounds and making people laugh and smile and hopefully connect with themselves a little bit too. And I, I will tell people, man, this guy is amazing. Um, when we met up and he was telling me about the podcast and the vision he has, I was blown away. Hmm. Just so you know. And again, it's an honor you on, you're on the show today. <laughs> it really is. Um, he gave me a sample of the podcast that's coming out and it's a children's podcast. And I want to take away your, 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 your shine. Cause I won't let you explain further, mm-hmm. but folks, my son, my wife were like rocking to it. Oh, they're like, wow, this is really, really deep, cool stuff. Wow. And then I didn't tell him about this guy. I was going to hold off and tell him this, but today my son and I were just playing around and we were on, his Instagram, your Instagram, Max, and hmm. um, we were playing. Um, Gotta get that beat. I, I, I don't. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> and my son started dancing beat, to the beat. Hit that beat. Hit that beat. 
Yeah, that's yeah. the one where I figured out how to say the words in beatbox at the same time. And say the words in drums. You, it was amazing. My son was dancing to all your that one had songs. yeah. Well, I'm not surprised, man. That one had some little fire to it. But that's been an education to me is to be able to watch children react to what I do, and to figure out what 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 is effective. It's not what you might think, right? Intellectually, right. right. So tell people. You're doing stuff with children now. Tell them, tell, them, tell them what's going on. Tell them. I just gave them, I gave them a little snippet, but now it's your time to shine. Well, also, you know, I want to say the stories that parents tell me about their family's interactions with the music and stories I'm putting out, that is what keeps me going 100%. Like you asked about money and you asked about stability. At this point, I'm like a decade into relative instability. Like I'm a decade in. Got you, got you. So... Um, what I do now is I do things for the, the feeling of, of the, the energy coming back to me. And so those stories, and I have a couple, you know, fans already, like I'm in, I'm humbled to say this, but like just through sharing, like a couple eight year olds, seven year olds, people are, that are like waiting for the next episode. So the fact that they're waiting for the next episode, I'm like, I have to make one. <laughs> I have to make one. That's what I'm talking about. So that, that's what that is. Um, so Sound Tales is the podcast. Sound Tales, folks. Go ahead, go ahead. Sound Tales. Sound as in vibration in a gaseous environment, right? Okay. Tales, tales as in stories, not as in the, you know, extension that balances certain mammals in their movement. So sound tales. Okay. And it is stories, songs, and sounds made 100% by the human voice. So I'm writing scripts, which I've never done before. I'm in another moment of my life of just being like, yeah, I can, I guess I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so I'm writing scripts. I record the scripts. The scripts have different voices. Like, um, for example, hey, uh, this Billy the Bullfrog has a voice that's kind of like this. It's not actually that different from my own voice. But Sachi, Sachi is a red-eyed tree frog. So his voice is different. And there's a slight inflection to it. And he, he's lost. He's trying to figure out his way home. So his voice always has a bit of consternation in it. <laughs> and so I create these voices, tell the stories, and then I would say the thing that makes Sound Tales unique is that everything that you hear is produced by the human voice. Mostly my voice so far, but one of my ideas is to bring other people's voices into the process. I think that's very important. My wife's voice is in the recent episode. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Um, so it, the whole process is like a, like a four-step process. Then, you know, so then you record the, I record the sounds. I make up songs um, that sort of weave into the stories. So you'll hear like a two minutes of a song that are relevant to what just happened in the text before and um, text in the story. And um, then I have to mix everything. It's like up to about 120 tracks per episode. And I know some people are going to be like, why 120 tracks? I'm not a type of person that likes to use a thousand tracks. I never did before, but now I want every sound on its own track so that I can carefully fine tune the sound. So I'm essentially I'm creating a universe of vocal sound where these stories take place. And that, that is sound tales. That's creativity right there. It's, it's, thank you. 
and and, and and I want I want to I just want to share that it, it is the culmination of like a decade of my own feelings of struggling and, and stumbling and um there wasn't a plan to end up at this point but I do feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be that's a beautiful thing yeah so I guess Mike I wanted to share a couple things you have been to many places yes. um one place that stuck out to me the most, I mean, they all have stuck out to me the most. You were in some schools yep. around Baltimore City. Definitely. And what was the vibe from that going around, you come around to a school and you're doing your thing? Well, there's, I mean, there's a lot of levels to it, right? Right. I mean, I think I could probably, this is a good opportunity to share all the levels of it. Yeah. Oh, hey. I, I listening to past episodes of No Picks After Dark, I, I noticed that people definitely share genuine things. So I will share with you, like I'm a white beatboxer. So going into a Baltimore city school that is still living very much in the moment of segregation, like a lot of our schools here in the city are essentially functioning as they don't, they're, they're like second tier buildings. I, I've been, I was at a school once where the water was running in in the morning when it was raining, running through the walls. Good God. Um, so, and this is not, I'm not trying to make pity story here. This is just, I'm trying to paint the reality of what facts, what it is. So I come in and um, I'm this sort of old, I'm going to be 40 years old. So I'm not like exactly like a young hip, young hip cat, you know? <laughs> well, JD said the 40s need 30, right? I mean, it's right. true. <laughs> it is true. He's not wrong about that, but I'm talking about like nine or 10 year olds and I've been met with a lot. I'll tell you what I've been met with. I've been met with skepticism, which is perfectly acceptable. But I've also been met with amazing love. You know, in other words, if I give out 10, 10% of love, I'll, I get back a thousand percent of love. So that's what I've seen in Baltimore City as we spread out. Cause I've gone, you know, as far West as the the border with West Virginia and all out there. And I've been, all the way east, all the way north, and all the way south. And Maryland is like the United States in a microcosm. And different schools respond differently to what I do. You know, a lot of schools I've noticed the students sort of sit there passively and just, I don't know, don't seem fully aware of the experience sometimes. Um, what's, I mean, not to to knock anybody's school or wherever it may be, but yeah. what schools do you get the most um, vibe and the feeling when they're you're performing? Like, is it from the city or is it from the counties? Well, is human it- beatboxing is, is is a is an African American art form. Okay, to be like clear, right? So, I feel like I get the most love in the city. Okay. So I, in I terms of that. like, in terms of like the response, right, right, right. And I think it's because I go to a lot of places, and people literally don't understand that I'm doing this with my voice, even though I say it literally. They think it's a machine. Yeah, because that's what they're like. Oh, because like I have a little, I have a speaker where it lights up when signal comes through it. Okay, passes through it, and a lot of kids go, "That's." <laughs> that's that making they noise. Point, they point. They point at the speaker and they go to their friend. You see, <laughs> it's a blue light. <laughs> I, laugh. I laugh but I do also use when I perform I use an RC30 loop pedal which is a simple loop pedal that allows me to record my voice and build multi-layered compositions 
Okay. So that can be a confusing thing too. So you tour. So where's the furthest you've gone and done, done this? The furthest and most, um, like I had to check, like I had a minute where I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was in Homa, Louisiana, which is, which is mm, south of New Orleans. I think south and a bit east of New Orleans, like in the bayou. Homa. Oh, you were you were you were down there. I was there for for um like a residency at a school down there. Okay. And my first day I got there and they were like, Yeah, you just do a little show at the gym or whatever. You know how important sound quality is. I didn't have any speakers and I was going off of total like hoping that the people that were there had their stuff together. That's terrible. That's that, that's the worst feeling. Cause you know, cause you know, and I know, going to any performance anywhere, Oof. you got to do sound check. You got to make sure this. How does the sound in the room? Is it going to bounce off certain ways? Do you speak loud? Mm-hmm. Hi. That was kind of like my nightmare when I did um, Full Tilt Brewery. I did a one. It was like the sound was just off. It's the hardest environment to do a and recording. People were in the background. It's a brewery, but you're like sound. Glass. It doesn't sound. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't sound right. Joey. <laughs> Joey. You hear, are you here? I want another shot. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Like, you know, so it's it's hard, but you know, it's uh, about us pushing through. So yeah. tell me what happened. What happened when you went down there? So you're 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 in the so, bush. You're I in mean, the bush. I'm you, coming again. Like, it's it's important to recognize that this is like I'm I'm stepping into another culture and trying to do things with honor and respect, you know. Okay. Um, trying to do it right, essentially. So I'm now in a gym in Homa. I swear there was like 800 people in the gym. No, I'm not exaggerating. How many white people were there? <laughs> um, the tea, there were a couple teachers. <laughs> as always. Figure, yeah, as that, always. I figured that much. And so it was like, not on, now, and I'm not even now. Also, Louisiana culture is its own thing right. on top of everything else. They got that bounce down there. So when you come and you speak rhythms to people, the best thing you can do is speak a rhythm that they know and perform it in a way that is um, respectful. I do the same thing with language when I speak French or Chinese. I feel like I'm trying to speak it in a way that the person doesn't notice I'm not speaking. I'm not a first, I'm not a French speaker. Okay. It's an impossible goal, but I try anyway. And so it requires me to almost go into like a different state of of brain state it's like i I listen very carefully in those times so i came so if i go into baltimore a baltimore city school i I do the club beat or if i go into like a pg county dc area school i do go go and if i go so i my plan was to do something to honor new orleans okay and um essentially i did sort of like a modified go-go beat just came out there and just started doing that yeah it's more like go-go bounce there's a bounce, to it it's like a bounce beat to it mm-hmm. that's new orleans beat there's sound. a lot of resonance between those two musics right okay and um people immediately showed me love so that that but you know what that's shout out to you because you're studying right you're you're, you're a student of the game you understand your surroundings Yes, you know you, you're not going to talk. You're not going to play New York music in Baltimore. No doubt. Um, what was it? It's, it's funny because you know uh, it's a scene from The Wire. I don't know if you've seen the show, and they were trying to find out who was from New York, mm-hmm. and they were playing the club beats, and they said, "Well, everybody gonna know the club beat, 
but it's the asking who the DJ is. <laughs> and if you live in Baltimore, you know the DJ. You know who the DJ was, K Swift for one of those guys back in the day. Uh-huh. And the New York guy was like, something, something, something. It wasn't the DJ, you know what I mean? And, and if they, I remember, there were some dire consequences. Yes, there was. But that's what I'm saying. They didn't do their homework. But that's what I'm saying. My point yeah. is, you got to know where you, where you are. I've, I, I mean, I, I feel humbled by all of this, you know? And um, I, I keep experiences like that with me to know that there is something greater about music than me. You know, it's this, 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 the power of it is really quite something. And it, to speak to a, a, you know, a gym full of 800 teenagers or whatever, language isn't going to, I think language isn't going to work in that moment. I think music is going to work in M- that moment. Music always wins out. Yeah. I always tell people, music is powerful. Yeah. Now, another place you went um, that I was blown away, blown away, the Smithsonian. Mm-hmm. Discovery Theater. Folks, we're talking about Smithsonian. I mean, if you are in the U.S., you know what Smithsonians are. If you're from out of the country, I have listeners in Great Britain, France, Spain. Smithsonian's are national museums in America, in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Free, by the way. Free. And they're the most beautiful museums you'll ever go to because they're free and they have all the history of everything. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, art history. They have every natural history. They have everything. Astronomics. You know, at, at was astronomy and everything. They have everything there. Air and space. Air and space, everything. That was my jam. Well, we growing up in Hyattsville without air conditioning, the Smithsonian was the... Quick, the quick move makes sense every weekend makes sense that makes sense that makes sense so Smithsonian's also so I saw that you were at the Smithsonian yes tell, tell the listeners about you at the Smithsonian how does this even happen like you don't have to you don't, you don't, have, to, you don't, you don't have to tell fell into my lap yeah you don't gotta tell people how the, who was the plug or where the maid been yeah plug people means the person who hooked them up okay so right which now, there always is somebody, there is somebody that's how it works it, that's how it works and, but in this case, really, the, the the director just called me, the director of the theater. But he heard from somebody else. He had to hear. I don't. I don't know. I think what it is is people are looking specifically for someone that does the that does a beatboxing. Okay. I think you know. Believe it or not, beatboxing is at a level of exposure right now in terms of awareness, and I'm talking about globally. Okay. That it's never been at, not even close. Well, because you, you think about it, you and I grew up. With beatboxers, Buffy. Yeah, the generation now, <gasps> they don't know. Think about it. Who? They're in America. I would say in in the United States, we don't know. But you got to look also at Europe. Okay. You have to look at Asia. The awareness there and the communities there. I've seen some performances in China where the energy of the audience, it looked like, if you've ever seen like early Fugazi show, like the DC band yes. Fugazi, you ever seen like footage or, or Bad Brain? Yes, yeah. It looked like a Bad Brain show, man. I've never seen, like the people were wow. out of their minds for what was going on with the, on stage. Some good beatboxers actually from a combination of like France and New York. New York well, I, see, I remember the 80s, People would come on talent shows and be boxed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we'd be like, one guy had a mask on, be boxed. Like, like, it was just that. It was, it it was, was ill, right? It was ill. It was, that's what it was. And yeah. So let's go to Smithsonian. How do you get there? You get there. That's a whole different audience. Let's yeah. be honest here. Smithsonian. Two shows a day. You wow. know, it's, it's a very, it's, it, they, they won't call you unless you can sort of like, you got to have a thing. It's got to be sort of wrapped up slightly tightly. But they, they were taking a, you know, a chance on me the first time. Right, right. 
And I think they were just looking to fill a spot or something or other, you know? And you get, you know, it's, it's like government pay, get your check, tink, tink, punch in, punch out. Um, but what the, 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 first of all, it's in a deep basement in the uh, Sackler gallery. Oh, wow. So you go down. Wow. And it's like, you know, beautiful, quiet, walk into the theater. Um, sort of like a black box theater. Okay. And you, basically, I, I, I would see kids from summer camps were like the main audience. So kids just haven't been walking around the Smithsonian that come in and they're like, all right, kids, this is going to be your performance art experience. Nice. Mr. Max. Nice. And, and, I, I, and what, what really turned, turned me on in making this transition that I'm making now into becoming a podcaster and a content creator started at the Smithsonian. Okay. Um, I wanted to try, I, you know, my son is five now, but at that time he was probably like two or three and I, I found that I could tell him stories and that I didn't need to do any beatboxing or sound effects. I started to understand the power, just raw power of words. And I got interested in words and just like speaking, I guess you could say storytelling, <laughs> like the most, the, the most ancient art form probably. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I started trying it on stage where I would make a, like a wind sound like, loop that up and then make some animal sounds and just that's how it would come out and there would be this sort of like nervous like couple kids laughing chuckling but otherwise pretty quiet people not going knowing what's going on and then i would say something like you know in the beginning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and and on and on and i would improvise a lot of that stuff but it was the very sort of raw beginnings of this idea of what would it be like if you could listen to stories that had sound going on in the background and it's, you know, simple idea, not, but, definitely not the first one to think of this. So are you there? Are you, so you did that all last summer? Is that, was, was that your gig or was that? No, um, no. I'll, what, what they book people for four day runs. Wow. So it's just, it's uh, eight shows in four days. Wow. Yeah. Are you trying to get back there again or? I was there. I was there last summer. I was okay. there last summer for my third run. I, I love doing it, um, and I love the people there. Actually, like Sam Game, great tech, some, okay. and some. There was a, a a young woman who was doing the introduction, like bringing me on stage, who was like more talented than I was. Wow! So I was like, dang, <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Um, but the honest truth is, and I think you might identify with this, Aaron. It's like, man, let's do what we want to do. Let's let let's. I mean, for example, have you looked at the touring schedule of Wow in the World? No, I have it's not. It's the leading children's podcast. Okay, I have not. I have not. It's, it's booked. Wow. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. I mean, they're connecting with a, a massive um, audience. And that's... And, and the kids love it. And it's a smart podcast. It's like, I think it, when my son listens to it, I think it increases his uh, comprehension in a lot of ways, honestly. It's funny, because that's why we both do it. We, yes. We... we you do it because you want to do your own direction. You want to make sure you are doing it right, doing the way you want to do. No shortcuts. Right. Not like, and I always tell people this: I, I want to make sure it's quality work that I'm giving giving people, listeners out there. I want my listeners to be like, "Wow, this guy, this guy really took some time to think about this club, this the subject, the people who he's having on the show." Mm -hmm. um, again, anybody can listen to Ratchet. Anybody can listen to the same old, same old thing over and over again. 
I want to give some of my people something different mm. and unique and special. And in my mind, it sounds good, but I want to make sure the audience wants to make sure. And then bringing you on, this is unique. This hey. is special. This is amazing because it's opened the eyes to people like, I have kids. I want to, I want to hear what, he's, what he has going on. Hmm. It sounds amazing. And a lot of my listeners have children yes. or grandkids. And that's something they can play in the car while their kids are in the back seat. Again, my son loved it. My wife loved it. We we're listening. You said to that, it. right? You were you were taking a trip. Yeah, we took yeah. a trip out to PA, and we we're like, "This is this is awesome. This is some good work." Huh. Well, I couldn't think of a better background. That trip from Bmore to PA is very pleasant. Just pleasant. straight, straight so. woods. Just it's <laughs> perfect back. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but it's perfect. So let's talk about your podcast. Is out now. It's out. What do you, I mean? I know you t- you you talked about it briefly. What do people expect to hear from you? From your show, where do they, if I'm coming into a cold turkey, what am I going to hear? What am I expecting to hear? What are some things that's going to blow me away that's going to want me more, come back for more? Well, let me tell you a quick brief synopsis of the first four episodes. Okay. The, the, four, the four parts comprise a four-part story called Sound Tales, The Journey Home. And it's the journey home of a red-eyed tree frog who, because of some super storm, was literally blown across the ocean north to, you know, I'm thinking it could be like, and this is, I don't go into this, but I'm thinking it's like the tip of South, northern tip of South America, maybe to somewhere in the very southern tip of Florida. This obviously is a bit fantastic. Okay. You know, could a red-eyed tree frog survive that? Probably not. But Sachi wakes up in a place he's never been. He hears sounds he's never heard. He has no idea where he is. He then meets... Billy, who's a bullfrog, and the story jumps off from there. So it's a four-part series of Sachi and Billy taking this journey where they figure out a way to get back to um, Sachi's rainforest. And it involves all kinds of characters like Pogo the raven, who carries them across the Great Lake, Um, Sebastian the beaver, who builds them a boat so that they can traverse the rapids, which ends in a canal that dead ends in the great city on the ocean where they meet Groat the Toad who takes them to the boat. They cross over. They make friends with two um, children, Apo and Akna, who are themselves being going back to where they came from. So the story took a weird turn here, um, which is I had no intention about writing any sort of commentary on immigration at all. It's been a wild journey because I've never even written scripts before. So somehow this idea crept into the narrative, which was they meet, the Billy and Sachi, the two frogs, meet these two children who are, who are going back home. They tried to make this journey in the base of this ship. Um, they weren't allowed off the ship at the other end, and now they're being brought back to where they came from. Um, sort of like one of the hardships of a child, you know, trying to immigrate. So I was like, got, why am I, I, was like, why am I writing this? I literally was that's, writing this. I was like, why am I writing this? That's deep though. Um, you know, in reflection, I realized it's because of the, the deep feeling of like powerlessness I have in watching children in prison in our, in our country right now. Okay. So I, I don't know exactly what to do about that, but it came out in this way. So that was a deep experience for me because that's a first. And, you know, I always tell people, you never know which way your journey is going to go. Mm-mm. 
uh, starting you and you probably wrote this and didn't think it was going to be that way. You probably weren't thinking that at all. No. And normally, the story or takes you to where you want to go. Really, you might want to go a certain way, mm. but your pen and your brain might want to go a different way. And you find yourself doing the whole story about something. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize what I'm doing here, but this is actually powerful. I love this idea. And that's a beautiful thing. And it, this is what you're saying is if you truly can, if an artist can truly fall into that place, like Rumi, Rumi said, we have fallen into a place where everything is music, mm-hmm. like a loss of, a loss of the, the egoic self. And, and this like somebody else driving the ship at that point, mm-hmm. somebody else dri- writing that, moving your hand, making those marks. Nice. I love this idea. I love it. Now, can you give us a little, um, Beatbox, maybe a little something for it. A little something, to give us. Yeah, maybe maybe still a little a little. Something. Y'all want to hear some beatbox? A little, a little something, a little hmm. something. A little let me, something let me, let me get the... into it like this. Forget to breathe. Hadouken. Don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Simple. That's super simple. That's that's love, man. Super simple. Is there anything else you want to promote? Before we head off on this, because I, because I, cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna have you back on, just so you know. Oh, and we're gonna, we're gonna run it back. Part two, part two, part two, because I want to know, you know, your thoughts of your feedback from the story, from the podcast, uh, and your thoughts and okay. the feedback, and you know, we want to keep in a positive light. This is a community around here. Yes, and we want to promote each other. Um, the wellspring of hope. It is, you know, and they talk about it takes a village. Just like a village. Mm-hmm. Because we all are here in the same game. We're trying to figure things out. And just whatever I can do on my end to have you out here. I mean, um, there's a couple of things coming up on my horizon that we could probably team up on that I think we could do some, some, some cool, fascinating things. Well, let me ask you this, man. Have you ever thought about doing character voices? <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always up for something new. Always up for something new. Always up for something new. I think your son would flip out if you were on a Sound Tales episode. Be kind of cool. Be kind of cool. cool. But is there anything you want to tell the folks? You tell yeah. Me. Well, I mean, first of all, thank you for having me on No Picks After Dark. I'm a fan, as you know. Um, what I would tell the people is, um, go to the website. It's uh, soundtalespodcast.com. Sound Tales T A L E S podcast.com. Um, you can find all the episodes there. You can find the link to subscribe on iTunes, etc. Also, you can look at all of the I'm um, maintaining YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You got to tell them, tell them where to find you. Got you. Got to tell them find you. you well, all of them. that. It's all Soundtales podcast. So if you just want to go directly to Instagram, look up Soundtales podcast. Bing, Facebook, same thing. YouTube, same thing. What about what about your what about your personal the personal IG? 
personal Instagram? IG, you know, the max. You, you really want to go into that world? That's that's a deep <laughs> Maybe they want to hear labyrinth. The beast. Maybe they want to hear the beast. Maybe they want to sit there and after hearing what I was talking about, they I mean, want to come and listen. I'll tell you, a lot of parents have, have actually said that their kids like to look at my beatbox videos on there, which are usually like short YouTube. loops and stuff. So that so at Instagram it's Max Makes Music Now and YouTube it's Max Bent, my full name Max Bent. Okay. But uh yeah. And please listen listen to the podcast and you know, I really would genuinely like to know if it has a positive effect, a positive positive effect for your family. I watched my own son once listen to a whole like I have an episode that's like 37 minutes. And I watched him go from this bouncing around off the wall like couch wall couch mm-hmm. wall at about like 7 minutes he just sort of sat and about 10 minutes he was just laying and listening looking up at the ceiling. And I was like, this is how we used to do it back in the day, like in the, in the 80s. Right. <laughs> right. And I want to wish you a happy 40th thank you, birthday, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Happy 40th birthday. Yes. We did uh, a celebratory shot for him for his 40th birthday. True. So happy birthday. Uh, again, man, a beautiful thing. I'm honored to have you on my show. First show of 2020. Bing. This is amazing. Um, and we're going to hear back from you. Part two, maybe February, March, uh, somewhere, somewhere around that time, just so we can get a good feedback. And please take your time out, go listen to it. it I mean, I put my stamp on it like it's it's, it's solid. It's really good Thank stuff you. to listen to. That folks. means a lot. And you have kids. And if you have kids, it's even better. And if you're a grown ass adult, guess what? Just go, you know, we all we all watch Disney Plus. It's the same thing. <laughs> Let's not lie to each other. You know, this just brings you, uh, brings you back to your childhood. All right, hey. So you know, you, you he told you the site to go see. Yep. The name of it again is soundtalespodcast.com. Nice. Soundtales. And you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all those social media, Spotify, whatever you'd like to play, or even just go <laughs> and Google it and you, it'll pop up. All right. On folks, I'm going to have them take us out on the beat, maybe. Yeah. All right. Bam, bam.